Hey friends, this is Tyler Murphy. This is the Montana Gallery Podcast. How are you today? You doing well? Um, I'm doing well. It's been it's been a long weekend. I'm excited to talk with you a little bit in this podcast about fear and um, you know, bringing bringing traumatic experiences into the light in some way, you know, uh, I think I'll try to do that here in a sec, but uh, before we get to that, here's here's kind of what I've been up to lately, we, uh, uh, it's, um, we just got done with the uh, Mint Film Festival here in Billings, uh, a couple of my good friends here, my friend Ryan Kayberry, was really involved with that. Pete Tolton, who's been involved with the gallery a lot over the last couple of years, and our friend Brian Murnian. Brian, uh, Brian was the is the founder of the Mint Film Festival, and uh, man, those guys really, really uh, knocked it out of the park this weekend. Like the the whole festival was just incredible. All the all the branding and the uh, presentation of everything. I was um, really impressed by everything. Like we, the the first night on Friday, there was um, the opening ceremonies, and each of them got up there and gave a little speech about what the festival was about and what the heartbeat behind uh, the Mint Film Festival is. And um, man, I kind of got a little teary listening to those guys uh, talk about this thing that I've kind of been seeing them work on for the past year and a half and to see it all all the all of their work all come together in this in this event and for it to go so well um was (laughs) it was really cool to see so they the first night they played the uh children act um uh which is a McEwen. it was written by a guy named McEwen who wrote some other uh, famous movies like Atonement, which I haven't seen, but oh my gosh, you guys, that that movie was incredible, the Children Act. And then, uh, so there was a really good good opening night for that. There was lots of people there, and uh, and then we walked outside, and they had blocked off the whole block in front of the Babcock Theater, which also the Babcock Theater in downtown Billings is like this new place that. Um, well, it's an old place that has um, hasn't been really. Uh, it's sort of been in disrepair for for uh, I think quite a few years, and now the Art House Cinema um, is taking over uh, management of it, and so it'll be a place in downtown Billings where you can go watch blockbuster movies here. Um, they're going to start remodel on it, and uh, so hopefully. Uh, hopefully they get that get that going pretty soon. I'm so stoked to be able to go watch some blockbusters in downtown Billings instead of having to drive all the way out onto the West End and and it's like this really cool old <clears throat> excuse me this really cool old uh, see I wish that I knew art history well enough to be able to describe exactly the kind of like architecture it might be like kind of Art Deco. Um, I actually pulled out my art history book the other day because I was like, uh, I'm 
like for the first time I'm I, I'm actually kind of interested in in learning about all the different um, isms throughout art and how one one movement kind of uh, is in response to the to the movement but you know is a it's like a protest against or a reaction to um, the movement that that kind of preceded it or um, or like kind of the overarching uh, uh, overarching ideology of the day and um, so um, anyways I, I'm not sure how to describe this theater exactly but it's it was I think built probably in the 1930s I would bet 1920s 1930s so it's got it's huge I think it's it can seat like uh, like maybe a thousand people Maybe more. It's got a huge balcony, and um, it's going to be incredible to get dressed up, get all gussied up, and go to a movie downtown. You know, have have uh, have a little date night down there. Um, so, anyways, uh, Pete, Ryan, Brian, uh, you guys, you really knocked it out of the park. Congratulations on putting together such a beautiful festival here in Billings. All of the filmmakers that, that came to this, um, I got to know a few of them and they were, uh, quite a few of them were from out of town and a lot of them were like, wow, this, for a first year event, this is incredible. They felt so welcomed and um, happy to be in Montana. And a lot of them were talking about how they want to move to Montana and uh, after this experience. And everybody is so excited for next year. And so, uh, uh, so am I, and um, uh, oh, my phone is buzzing. Hold on, one second. Whoop. Okay, it's a uh, it's a text from good old Ken Yaris, and um, it says thanks. <laughs> I sent him a check, and I left a note in there, and in response, he says, uh, "Thanks for the check, and I love your distinguished." chin i too hate math and okay so i'm going to explain what that is because this is actually the story that i shared the other night at story night last uh i guess it was a week ago we had story night and i've been thinking a lot about uh about like the 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 kind of the hard parts of my past that i've not really wanted to look at but that um, that probably shape me and influence me in, 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 uh, ways that I'm probably even unaware of. And so like some of the questions I've been asking myself are like, um, uh, okay, what are, what are some of the times that have been really awkward in the past? Or what are some of the times where I felt rejected or humiliated and, can I share that in some way? Can I start to, to uncover that and bring it into the light? Because the interesting thing about it is that what I'm finding is that as I am able to, to just to not try to cover over and hide away and, and try to get people to not see the, um, you know, not see the imperfections of my life, but as I am honest with, the imperfections of, of my life, 
I actually find a lot of strength and grace and self-acceptance uh, when I'm able to do that. So um, this is what I shared at story night the other night. Like I was just realizing how um, <clears throat> I really, I really hate, um, or I'm just really bad at math. Um, like I can't, I can't do, <laughs> I can't do um, multiplication by hand um, beyond, you know, like, well, I can't do multiplication by hand. Like if, if you give me a pen and paper and, and, and ask me to, you know, multiply complex or, you know, large numbers together, I wouldn't anymore. I knew, I know that I used to know how to do that, but I don't know how, how that works anymore. I need a calculator is what I'm saying. So like I can do, you know, six times six, but like anything bigger and complicated than that, like 132 times six, um, to do that on paper, I'm not sure that I could figure that out. So, um, <clears throat> I was, and, and also by the way, like I'm okay with that and I am not really interested in learning it. Um, but I was thinking about, okay, why is it that I, uh, like I, I obviously I used to know how to do that, and and of course time, uh, you know we just over time we forget certain things, certain skills, but uh, somewhere along the line, um, I really, I I started to dislike math class, and I think that it has to do with the fact that um, I really distinctly remember this one day in eighth grade when our math teacher uh, kind of singled me out in class and he, and he pointed to me and he said, see, Tyler can blow his nose and wipe his ass at the same time, which was pointing out to everybody the, the fact that, that, you know, I have a butt chin. <laughs> and uh, like that really that really stuck with me and uh, made me feel really self-conscious for a long time. And, you know, like, it's okay. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm working through it. I'm seeing a therapist. My, my therapist is having me do multiplication charts. And, um, you know, I, I really think that we're making progress. And, and I think that now I can really say that, um, you know what, it's, it's not, it's not a, a butt chin. It's, um, it's a cleft, and uh, I think it makes me look distinguished. And uh, so, anyways, that's in in short. I, that's what I wrote to Ken along with his uh, check that I sent him the other day, <laughs> because I just kind of like to throw in little handwritten notes. But usually, I don't really know what to say in a handwritten note. So it's just like, well, what's the first thing that? What am I thinking about right now? And uh, that's what I happen to be thinking about. So, um, okay, what else? I guess um, you know that does. I, I, in this podcast, I've I've been really excited to to talk about or to get back on and and uh, to have uh, have this time to just share uh, just my thoughts with you. And because um, I've been receiving some some really cool emails from different friends um, around kind of around the country and around around the globe as they've been listening to the podcast and interacting with it and um 
and even some friends here in Billings that that are starting to listen to it that that are uh, you know coming that are encouraging me and and uh, finding enjoyment in it and I think wow that's that's just so cool and um, one person uh, one of Ken's friends actually messaged me and said um, that she um, looks forward to hearing or hearing what the new episode is every week and so um, uh, you know who you are and uh, and I I really appreciate that and I look forward to uh, like I said in response back to you I can't wait to get back up there to um, to Kalispell and uh, and hang out with all you guys up there so um, <clears throat> where was I going with that oh yes I, so I received um, an email from a friend. She posed such a beautiful question in it, and I'm eternally grateful for the question because it's really, it's, it's along the lines of what I've been saying, um, what I was saying earlier too about what happens when we do confront our fears and, and and turn those fears into something beautiful and, and, and use those fears as like the fuel that, that drives our creativity and that we put, that it helps or that we, um, we're able to find freedom, uh, from the hardships of life sometimes when we're, when we're able to do that. Not maybe, maybe not always, but I think, um, this is what I've been thinking about a lot lately. And, and the question that she posed to me, um, I guess I should say she sent it to me after she read the Vincent Van Gogh quote that I um, shared, which I want to be exact about this quote. So let me pull that up real quick. Okay, here we go. So <clears throat> with Story Night, um, with the event that I created on Facebook and and I send out texts to a lot of friends, um, I included this Van Gogh quote because I felt I feel like this really encapsulates what we're trying to do with story night. Um, uh, so I sent, uh, this is Van Gogh. Do you know what makes the prison disappear? Every deep, genuine affection, being friends, being brothers, loving. That is what opens the prison with supreme power by some magic force. Um, and then I wrote it, it, you know, it's with that heart that we gather for story night. Um, but this, this friend of mine, um, emailed me and said, Tyler, what's, what's your prison? Will you tell me about the, your prison? And, um, I took some time to kind of think about that. And, and, um, so this is kind of what I wrote in response to it. And I'm again, um, to my friend that wrote that. Thank you so much. I, I really appreciate that question. Um, and I've really enjoyed our, our back and forth that we've been having lately. So what is my prison? I think that's a beautiful question. Thank you for posing it to me. Um, I'll answer it a little here, and then maybe I'll share a little more on the podcast. Though I've meditated on meditated a lot on Vincent's words, especially lately, I don't think it's occurred to me to look at my own life in that way or at least with that verbiage. What is my prison? 
I think answering it takes much self-reflection, maybe a lifetime's worth of reflection. I say that because I don't think that we can ever really know ourselves fully, nor others. But while thinking about it today, I started to try to pin down or <clears throat> pinpoint things I'm afraid of because I think fear is the prison most people are in, myself included. I'm afraid of bees. I admitted that to myself this summer and weirdly was stung shortly thereafter. Um, that hasn't happened since I was five, and I think that ever since that, that fateful day, I've, I've been terrified of the little wretches. Um, so I wonder if like admitting my fear <clears throat> of them to myself earlier this summer helped me to kind of relax my guard, and, um, and then they got me. So, um, so maybe uncovering some of these, I don't know, you might, maybe you'll, maybe you're, you're, you're bound to, um, you let your guard down a little bit and maybe the same thing will happen again. <clears throat> but, uh, I go on to say, I fear many, th I fear many other things. Uh, some I'm not, some I'm not sure I'm even aware of. I fear being yelled at, um, I think I fear commitment. Actually, I just know that I fear commitment. I wrote, I think I fear commitment, but yeah, no, I fear commitment. Um, I remember once I was hired and fired in 10 minutes from a restaurant because I, I let slip that I had another interview at this other restaurant lined out. And if I got hired there, I would probably, that I would probably jump ship. And um, the guy got really mad at me. And uh, so he, he, he had given me a shirt. I went into the bathroom to put it on and then uh, came back out and we kept on talking. And then that's when I let slip that I had this other interview lined out and that I'd probably jump ship. And so he was like, he was like, he, he fired me right there. And he's like, give me back that shirt. And it was so weird and embarrassing. And I had just met all the, I had just met all the kitchen staff and all the like all the people working at this restaurant and then of course like i'm walking out and they're like you know like oh I, i'm excited to work with you and i'm like uh i'm just like yeah i i just got fired and uh, anyways uh nice meeting you <laughs> oh it was awful and uh and now anytime anytime that i'm near that first that that restaurant um it was Burger Bob's up in Bozeman, so I've I don't know that I've ever been back in there, and I always I always cross the street um, to avoid it because um, it just gives me a lot of anxiety to to be around that. So maybe next time I'm in Bozeman, maybe now that I've shared this with the world, maybe I'll have the the courage to go in there. And uh, I'm sure that that manager is he's uh, he's probably managing some other restaurant somewhere else. <laughs> another burger shop somewhere else maybe um but okay so to get back to other things that i fear i fear letting people down and what people will think of me um uh yeah that's a big those are big ones i fear letting people down and what people will think of me um uh okay and then i go on to say but i guess now in thinking about Vincent's quote, he says the remedy for these prisons is every deep, genuine affection, being friends, being brothers, loving. And I agree. 
I think my first obstacle is becoming friends with myself. Perhaps I can look kindly and generously upon some of the weird and undesirable parts of myself or these or you know the these the weird parts of my past or the weird ways that I handled certain situations um, to not shy away from them or pretend they don't exist. I'm also realizing that yes, I will let people down and actually this has been crazy like lately I've been feeling that a lot I've I just feel like I've let people down um, quite a lot in the last couple days and but I have to uh, with some of it and yes many people won't like me and there be and uh, there's nothing I can do about that and that's okay um, but as I think of a couple of my good friends and the deep, genuine affection I have for them and them for me, I understand how that prison, uh, how that prison does, as Van Gogh claims, it does disappear as if by some magical force. Um, and then some of this other stuff I won't share. Yeah, and then just in the end of this email, I just concluded with that sometimes life is is really hard and I think just being honest with that fact that um, it's not all you know it's not all uh, opening nights of gallery receptions and and it's not all um, it's life isn't all the nice beautiful things that we put out there on our social medias um, and it's not the curated perfect image that we show the world life is hard um, it's full of people that that have hurt us and people that we've that we've hurt um, and like words that were said to us that affect us long after they've passed and things that were done to us that that still affect us to this day um, and that I was thinking about how we're kind of all like Yellowstone National Park. Like we're all, we've all got these tectonic plates that are, that form us, that are, you know, the, the, the foundational parts of our lives. And some of those things are really painful experiences. And sometimes those painful experiences kind of rise back up to the surface. Maybe something happens in our lives um, again, that kind of brings back out and brings up to the surface that thing that happened to you when you were a kid. Um, and, and all of a sudden you respond, you're responding in the same way you did, um, you know, then. And I think, so I think that all for those reasons, it, it is really important to, to, to take a look at those, those times when you were so hurt in your past. Um, times where you acted strangely, times where people said mean things to you, and and that if that and to go, are those still somehow influencing me today? Um, and what can you know? I was just a young kid when when these things happened, and now with my if if I were to see another kid going through the same 
exact thing that I went through, what would I now with my adult perspective be able to say to that little kid? Um, you know, um, but I, I'm finding that just, just in being able to, you know, even this story about the math teacher and him pointing out that I have a butt chin, it's like, whatever, you know, I, <laughs> I can't, I can't help it. And, and that's something that I can't change about myself. And so, so it kind of, you know, it just makes the whole thing a little more fun. It, it takes the sting out of, out of the, the hurt that, that sometimes we, it, it takes the sting out of the, out of the wound of, of something like that. And so now I can, it's, it's great to be able to look back on that experience and just, and laugh at it. And, um, and also to realize that that's, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to put all of the blame of why I suck at math onto that math teacher and that thing that he said to me, how dare you, Mr. Well, I said, I'm not going to name names, but Mr. I'm just going to call you Mr. R. How dare you, Mr. R. <laughs> um, okay. What else? I'm trying to think if I had anything else I wanted to share with you guys. Um, we're at 26 minutes. Somebody, um, another friend wrote in to the podcast, um, a while back and was, uh, asking if he was asking what I thought of, uh, uh, Elizabeth Gilbert and her, um, Elizabeth Gilbert wrote a book called Eat, Pray, Love, which I've never read, but um, he sent me a link to a TED Talk of hers, and I, I've actually, I, I remember I watched it a couple of years ago because another friend um, was, uh, it was found her, found that talk really intriguing, and I'll see if I, I'll just see if I can uh, recall it right now, kind of the points that she makes and, and see if, see if I have any, anything to add. Um, I, I think I'm mostly in agreement with what she has to say in this TED talk where she, so let's see. So she, she talks about that. Oh yeah. The genius is, we now say that genius is a, um, uh, th that that person is a genius, that people are geniuses, but that kind of in the old, uh, in the old Greek, uh, you know, kind of in, uh, pre-enlightenment times, uh, people didn't think of genius in that way. They, they actually thought of genius as something external that kind of visited, um, the artist or the philosopher or the mathematician. And so like, in some sense, you can't really take credit for, um, for the, whatever it is that you've created. And, um, but also at the same time, if like, if, if you're not finding success, um, in, if you're not able to kind of access that creative flow where everything's coming naturally to you as, you know, where the paint's just flowing or the words are just spewing out or, or you know, flowing out onto the page, if that's not happening, that that's not entirely your fault, that it is this, you know, kind of universal force that flows through 
um, flows through humanity and that kind of visits each of us at different times. Um, and I, I guess I do kind of like that idea. Um, I th she tells a story of like this poet who uh, she she was out she's like out on a ranch and she she it's like as if she could hear this uh, this poem coming from over the hills from far off she could hear it making its way across the landscape coming to her and and she would she knew that she had to she would have to get back to her to her house and back to her desk and have the 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 pen in hand and start uh she'd have to have the pen in hand by the time the the creative flow or the genius or whatever this kind of spirit is um she'd have to have that pen in hand um as it passed through her and that she could then be the conduit that transferred whatever whatever poem this was um into or onto the page um and i th i think that i feel that a lot um i i get uh there's times where writing like writing an email it comes really naturally and there's times where I just don't have any words. Um, there, and same with same with the painting. Uh, same with the podcast. Same with um, you know. Last year I spent a lot of time doing short film stuff, and I kind of feel like like I've I'm I'm not as inspired to to make the the films right now. I'm kind of more inspired by exploring this podcast medium, writing, um, my own art, my own paintings. Um, yeah, I, and I, I think, I think lately for me, I'm, I'm trying to not beat myself up when I just don't, when, yeah, when I, I just don't feel like, um, making anything. And I just, all I want to do is just sit around and watch um, Marvel movies. Um, so yeah, this, this Yellowstone, so we finished up the Yellowstone show. And then I had this other deadline for, um, Dan uh, Daniel Keyes and I are going to do a show together in November. And I'll start probably talking about that more on the podcast and promoting it on social media. And we've got some articles and magazines coming out and some ads and that kind of stuff and so one of the things was like okay the Yellowstone show finished and then we had to also get uh new new paintings done for the next show which was happening a couple you know was happening in November but you know we had these um th these articles lined out and they they were wanting uh photos of they were wanting images of some of the new paintings that would be part of this November show. And um, I had put all my creative energy into the Yellowstone show. And I am really excited about this show in November, but I just, it's just doing uh, like several weeks of painting hard for one show. And then that finishes. And then the next show is right, 
or you know some deadlines for that show are right away immediately after and i was just creatively um i was just kind of at the end of, end of my rope my tank was completely empty um and and in some ways it kind of still is um and so i've been trying to be really kind to myself and go you know what tyler if you want to just sit around and watch marvel dumb dumb marvel movies <laughs> um you know for a couple days here that's okay that like do that and and i think the the strange thing is, is that you kind of have to like if i do that for a couple days then i start to i was telling somebody then i start to hate myself enough to actually get get to work that's really strong language but basically eventually what happens is i go all right i'm ready to I'm ready to make something. I, I like make myself bored and then to entertain myself because after a while, Marvel movies and just really just sitting around doing nothing eventually becomes kind of boring. And then you're like, okay, what can I do that would engage my mind that would excite me and entertain me? And so that's kind of how I, um, how I'm, thinking of creativity and and it, it it feels so much healthier right now to to think of it this way because then i'm not i'm not like um you know going after myself with a um you know like with a whip trying to i'm not like this i'm not a, a slave driver to myself and then it also it's been just really fun to to have this piece of conversation where somebody says like, Oh, how are you doing? And I'm just like, Oh, great. It's like life has been awesome lately. I've all I've been doing is just laying around watching Marvel movies, doing nothing. And, um, you know, they kind of look at me a little sideways or something or, or they laugh or whatever. And I, I just like, like, it's a lot more fun to just be open and honest with yourself, but also open and honest with, with other people about the real things that, that you're struggling with, or, um, you know, the, what you're finding yourself wanting to do. Um, yeah, I think just embracing the fact that, that I'm not a perfect person. Um, and that, um, like, and, and, and that I never will be, and that my room will never be clean enough. Um, my body will never be in shape enough to like fill some, it, it's not like I, that the cleaning your room and making it perfect is, I don't think that that's the answer, like, cause it can always be more clean you you can always be in better shape um so i think i think there's some danger in in buying into any kind of a a person who's selling that that um way of uh you know selling like hey if you just do these things then life will go better for you um because you could always do those things a little better. Um, but instead, kind of just getting off the 
off that that ride and saying, uh, no, I'm actually like I'm okay with my room being <laughs> being the disaster that it is right now, um, you know, and like the idea is like that. Uh, show me your room, and I'll and I'll know a little bit of like what's going on internally with you. And it's like, yeah, exactly. It's a mess, both the room and internally. I'm a I'm a mess. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, this I've been thinking about this a lot because some of my friends are really into into the old uh, JBP. If anybody, if you guys know who that is, some. Jordan B. Peterson, and um, uh, I like I like thinking that my room is a protest to Peterson. Um, I think he has a lot of good things to say, but um, he's I don't know he kind of he, he's a little too serious for me, and so I'm not not that attracted to him. Um, anyways, oh uh, what else? Okay, so we're at like 30 some minutes here. I think I think uh that might be all for this week. Um I'm really enjoying doing these podcasts every week. It um it really is just a great of great benefit for me like to to have this um regular ritual to think through um how I'm feeling, what I'm thinking about um to try to you know, organize my thoughts and have something productive to say, something that hopefully is, um, you know, kind and generous for, um, for myself and for anyone listening. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't really know exactly what I'm doing with, uh, with the podcast and, and, uh, I I don't really know exactly what I'm doing with life. Um, but, uh, but I'm really enjoying it right now. I'm kind of enjoying, not knowing um and uh uh so uh we'll leave it there email in if you have any any questions comments concerns um you know if you want to get into a big big jbp discussion big uh argument over whether he's right or wrong about things i don't know if i want to go down that rabbit hole or not but uh, as my dad, my dad always says uh, to to his friends and to me, uh, be good to yourself. So, yeah, be be kind to yourself this week. Talk to you next week. Bye bye. <laughs>